Now it's time for the Rural News with Kim Moody. And Kim, there's been a September slump in farm sales. Kia ora Charlotte, yes. A just released real estate data shows a massive drop in farm sales in the three months to September compared with the same period last year. There were nearly 109 fewer sales or a 39% drop. Real Estate Institute's rural spokesperson Brian Peacock says the median price also dropped nearly 4% down to $23,000 a hectare. He says the sales drop is worse than usual for this time of year, which is generally slower, and a few factors are at play, including inflation and emissions tax. The headwinds include increasing interest rates, supply chain issues still um, very much a factor. The inflation rate is particularly strong in the rural economy. So whilst it's 7.3 or 7.2 from a national perspective, it's um, about 19% for dairy and um, about 10 to 11% for sheep and beef in terms of inflation. So income levels have been really strong, but it's just that confidence is being eroded by the Overall, overwhelming increase in costs across the board and hence this extra emissions tax is really striking at the nerve of the industry really severely. I think people are just sort of sitting back and taking stock a little bit at the moment. Brian Peacock says dairy support blocks and grazing farms were the slowest for sales, but even arable properties, which are normally strong, took a hit, down 8%. And he says sales in most regions dipped. Several that stand out, for instance, is that even this month, no farm sales in the Auckland region, virtually none in the East Coast, that's Gisborne and Hawke's Bay, quite reduced in Taranaki, particularly lower in the Otago and Southland regions, and those regions that have normally been quite um, quite strong in recent months. The contrast of that is Manawatu, Tararua, they're having quite a strong run. Brian Peacock from the Real Estate Institute. Some South Island arable farmers could soon be adding apple crops to their repertoire. Rocket Global, known for its tiny apples exported in tubes, is looking for growers in Nelson and Canterbury to expand its operation. The company exports to more than 30 countries and it has crops in the Northern Hemisphere to secure year-round supply. Commercial General Manager Tom Lane says there are talented growers in Nelson and Canterbury looking to diversify their businesses. So we're talking to a number of arable farmers. They may have already dabbled in apples with a couple of other varieties. There are some black currant growers out there, but uh, you're mainly large-scale cropping farmers who are looking at the options, and one of those may be converting to dairy. And when they take a long-term view, the potential restrictions coming in around dairy and the returns that can be delivered from horticulture, it's, it's certainly become something they're keen to pursue. As arable farmers deal with increasing costs, Tom Lane says the lucrative apples could ease financial pressures. Rocket is only 7% of New Zealand's apple volume into China by volume, but accounts for about 22% by value. The rocket price is just under $8, whereas the New Zealand apple average price was $2.40. So when we look at the orchard gate returns, so when you take out packing, shipping, marketing, sales, everything like that, the return is sort of sitting around that $200,000 a hectare for uh, your average full maturity orchard. So you're starting to talk about kiwifruit gold prices for rocket apples, which is pretty attractive. Tom Lane says the company wants to plant 150 hectares of apples in the South Island within the next few years. 
A South Auckland business growing its own organic fruit and veggies is expanding its plantings as the price of, pr- of fresh produce increases. StatsNZ figures show fruit and vegetable prices rose 17% in the last quarter. Mangere-based drinks company Hancock's has lined its car parks with garden pods in a bid to ease the pain on staff's wallets. Managing Director Joe Jakisevich told Nine to Noon they grow cherry tomatoes, lemons, limes, apples and mandarins and they're increasing their crops. We have 20 of the veggie pods in, in our uh, yard. It's the whole process of getting the staff involved and teaching them actually how to grow. It's, it's quite exciting. And as of last Friday, we've actually enhanced that. We now have 80 veggie bags that we planted out with uh, potatoes. And we're hoping to get between 1,000 to 1,200 kilos of potatoes each year. John Jakisevich says the fresh produce is a hit with staff. It was an interesting conversation I had with my finance manager and he, he just said, hey Jay, do you realise that just my household, this initiative is saving us between $25 to $30 a week. And to me that's, that's you know, quite substantial and basically we've got just under 300 staff. So, uh, you know, if we can up, up that level and keep on increasing the, uh, the uh, productivity regarding the, the vegetables available and the fruit, then, uh, you know, we're, ma- we're making a small difference. Joe Jakisevich there. As part of a three-year project, the government is putting $1.5 million into improving water quality in the North Canterbury-Amuri Basin. The Amuri Irrigation Company, a community-based scheme, is leading the project with backing from Environment Canterbury and Dairy NZ. In announcing the funding, Agriculture Minister Damien O'Connor says it's part of the New Zealand-wide goal of improving waterways within a generation. He says the project aims to be a blueprint for other catchments with freshwater quality challenges. And lastly, beef prices are sitting at record highs, but there are storm clouds on the horizon as processors struggle with limited capacity. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowd says some processing plants are reopening after scheduled maintenance and some are working extra shifts, but it's not a quick fix. This won't change the capacity situation overnight given it is a short week and staff need to get up to speed. Um, but while prices have been holding high to basically encourage a steady volume of cattle in to match the expanding capacity. We don't expect those stable prices to stick around. We are seeing softness creeping into the beef market uh, and early indications from processes point to slaughter prices basically easing from the start of November. China's demand for beef is slowing down. They've imported a, a massive amount of beef in recent months and that combined with lockdowns has caused inventories to build up. Uh, And basically they need to be cleared before demand from China ramps up again. That's Mel Crowd and that's the Rural News. Koe rātou porongo o te tai whenua.